Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSR, HealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Powell to the People, live on the radio. I'm Wayne Powell, and we have a really exciting and informative show for you today. We have Dr. Greg Allen of Family Counseling, Inc., and founder and director of Freedom for You, a nonprofit organization dedicated to coaching young people to fulfill their potential. Welcome, Dr. Allen. Well, thank you for having us. We have a history, so I'll be referring to you as Greg. Okay. And, by the way, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Um, and he brought along Amy, and I didn't catch your last name. My name often means Khan, K-E-N. Oh, okay. And she may be also um, talking as well. She seems like she doesn't want to talk, but um, we'll get her in on, in on it. Yeah, sure. Um, let me give you a little background um, Dr. Greg Allen received his bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Delaware, where he also received two varsity letters in football. He received his master's degree, summa cum laude, in general psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy from Pepperdine University, and he received his Ph.D. in clinical psychology from William Lyon University. He's a licensed marriage and family therapist. And every time I would see LMFT, I always wondered, what does that mean? But of course, now you know. Yeah, and of course, you can Google anything nowadays, um, may get some interesting results. But um, Dr. Allen um, helps individuals, couples, and families in the areas of communication, depression, conflict resolution skills, addiction, life coping skills, anxiety reduction, trauma emotional struggles, fears, and developing resilience, resiliency. <laughs> That's a, a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be talking about those things. Um, Dr. Allen is also um, active as a seminar and conference speaker. In addition to all of that, he's the founder and director of Freedom For You, a nonprofit organization dedicated to coaching young people to fulfill their potential reduce risky lifestyles, and strengthen families together. They provide mental health services to 28 schools in the South Bay and L.A. Harbor areas. And by the way, Dr. Allen provides sports psychology services to youth, college, and professional athletes. He's been a, profession, he's been a special advisor to the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports, And something that I know from personal experience, his dad, George Allen Sr., was the NFL Hall of Fame coach of the L.A. Rams and Washington Redskins. And, of course, 
my undergrad degrees from Long Beach State. Oh. And he, yeah. um, later in life, after he right. retired from professional football, came back to coach the um, Long Beach State 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brother, George Allen Jr., who I went to high school with, um, Palos Verdes High School, was former Virginia governor and a U.S. senator. Um, and almost came close to perhaps becoming the president. All right. Well, so um, my first question is, why do you do what you do? Uh, well, uh, someone wrote an article about me, did an interview once, and they, they put it out in a magazine, and had the title of it was, The NFL Drove Me Into Psychology. <laughs> and I told the guy, I, go, I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. He goes, yeah, but that's kind of your story anyway. So, uh so I kind of, my dad was a hard worker. He was uh, he was one of the original workaholics. And uh, when you're coaching in the pros, uh, you can't uh, take much time off. And there's so much to focus on and so much to do. So he was uh, gone a lot. So I kind of got lost uh, in my uh, junior high years, high school years. And so uh, later I got found. And I got through it all. It was kind of a miracle. My mom would all say, can you believe it? You're going around telling people how to make their lives better and working with kids <laughs> and all. And I go, I still can't believe it. But uh, So I think I have a heart for uh, teenagers that get wayward or go drift away from the parents and have struggles. And I, so I, I think that's the basic that drives me to do what I do in terms of counseling, in terms of the nonprofit Freedom For You, is try to help kids find healthy direction for their life, help them find their passion and their purpose, and get them on a solid path that way. Well, when we were kids, things were a lot different back in the day. And, yeah. of course, we didn't have the technology today. Right. But for many years, I served on the board of directors of the Manhattan Beach Coordinating Council, mm-hmm. which recognizes students of the month. And then at the end of the school year, we award between five to seven scholarships. And I remember the big thing. Well, um, I was on the scholarship judging panel, mm-hmm. and so I would read their, um, well, first I'd see their GPAs, and it was like 4.5 or 6, you yeah. know, weighted average, um, near-perfect SAT score, immaculate essay, and then a long list of community service. I'm thinking, when does the time, when does the person have the time to do all of this, yeah. but yet, you know, get all of those, you know, outstanding grades? And her essay was that she was on a wait list to get into um, UC Berkeley, Cal, mm-hmm. um, which was her first choice school. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, back in our days, it was very easy to get into college. Uh, but nowadays, there's just so much pressure on mm-hmm. our youth. Um, you know, some of it's from the parents. Um, you know, others are from their peers. And um, um, But that's your area of special expertise. Yeah, and uh, it's been as- astonishing for the culture to realize over the last just the last like five years or so that these high achieving school districts in california have high rates of anxiety depression drug use sexual promiscuity and suicide thinking and suicide you know actually happening and so they're, they're everybody was really struggling to figure out what is going on that why you know in silicon valley they had all these all these kids are killing themselves that have everything are you know accomplished in sports have great grades and can go, go anywhere and do anything, and why would they be taking their life, you know? And so the the whole state started looking at that, and then it's kind of swung the other way, maybe a little bit too far. I'm the only one saying that probably, but to kind of focus also to balance out on the social-emotional side, that everything is an achievement, 
that we needed to attend to that, and we've neglected it for the sake of the GPA and SAT and, and this and that. But at the same time, although there's been so much implemented in the schools uh, that address that, the, the statistics haven't changed much at all in terms of kids feeling overwhelmed and lives being out of balance. So we need to do more. We need to find other ways to connect with them to help them not, uh, you know, get off track too far. Yeah, and I, in talking with her, she said a number of, you know, fellow um, students would resort to alcohol sure. and drugs. Sure. The footnote to that story yeah. is um, about a year later, maybe not even that long after, I got an email from her. She did get into Cal, mm-hmm. um, and she said, but... You know, it's always going to be a footnote, you know, how she got in, Mm. you know. um, And I said, you know what? You got in. That's all that matters, you know, because I was thinking of Mm self-esteem. You don't have to tell anybody that you were on a wait list and eventually Mm -hmm. got in. Mm -hmm. You got in. That was the objective, Mm -hmm. and you should hold your head up high and be proud. And just now the rest is for you to do well mm-hmm. in college and then yeah. your career yeah. beyond that. Yeah, you could have uh, parents that don't put pressure on their kids and are telling them, I don't care if you get a B, it's okay, don't worry. But a lot of kids that are really high achievers are so self-driven to achieve and try to be perfect that they're still in that in that mode like like this girl, that you know maybe nothing's good enough and no matter, they're just going to keep trying to strive and strive. Mm-hmm. But ultimately it's a kind of a dead end. Because, you know, they're not going to feel real peace or joy or satisfaction necessarily by just achievement. And they need to ultimately we need to find other ways to kind of balance our life out and to be more like at peace with ourselves and relationships and really what's what's most important. Because we know it's not all about money. We know a lot of people who have a lot of money and fame and, and income and everything, and they're not necessarily more relaxed happier at peace than someone who has less. I tend to think of Robin Williams. Mm. You know, people would thought he had it he had it all. Yeah. And yeah. then he ended his life. And there's other um not just in the entertainment right. industry but, you know, elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh that's one of the things, you know, we I've been addressing lately is we do a lot of parent education. You know, we bring in you know, wonderful speakers from Stanford who have written books and so we have these great nights that parents attend. And uh, so they get some information, and they go home, and they try to implement it, how, what they should do, how they should run their families. But you know, I think it only goes so far, you know, learning that way. And then the kids have problems. They get sent off to therapists, to drug programs. But I think the real key, the real interesting uh, statistic, and it's just astonishing that said, like, uh, families that eat together two to three times a week have dinner. Which doesn't happen much now. Happen much now. Everybody's so busy running around, eating in different rooms, looking at their devices, disconnect. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, those families have 40% less problems, less anxiety, depression, drug use, just because they eat together two, three times a week. And I'm sure they're not having group therapy at the even dinner table, but it shows you something there that the connection with the parents needs repairing in our families. That a lot of parents are like, oh, I'm very connected to my kid. You know, I drive into practice, I drive into lessons. We're, we're connected. We're in the car. I go, but you know, you're driving in the car. It's not that connected. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing these workshops, which are really kind of having fruit and connecting with the parents come with their kid. And then they work on, I give them a bunch of fun. You know, people forget about having fun. Yeah. Exercises to do together, interviewing each other, giving each other advice, reflecting on stories. And it kind of, it models what they need to do in their personal life, which is spend time together listening to each other, even if the kid's young or 10 years old, but listening to each other's heart, mind, feelings, and that connection 
for the kid is really the best thing that will help their mental health, emotional health, and their balance in life to see what's more important. Well, I had an older sister who's about a year and a half older than I was, you know, very studious, had straight A's. I was sort of the class clown. I didn't actually start to apply myself till I got to college, but uh-huh. I remember my dad saying, you know, if you don't um, start to apply yourself, you're going to be pumping gas and slinging burgers the rest of your life, and, you know, why can't you be like your sister? Uh-huh. And unfortunately, my parents divorced when... I was 16, mm. and then I almost immediately became the head of the household, if you will. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think, my turning point. Um, but and that, and now I'm dating myself. But back in the 60s, people were experimenting with drugs, and um, you mean they had drugs in the 60s? <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, they, you know, tech. Technology wasn't around. Right, there were no right. devices, iPads, iPhones, mm-hmm. or, or anything yeah. of that nature, not even personal computers. Um, in fact, pocket calculators, um, you know, well, the pocket calculator was very simplistic. Um, but when I went to college, I applied myself, graduated magna cum laude, and, um, um, but it was sort of, you know, I figured now's the time if I, you know, don't. Um, you know, if I don't start to apply myself uh-huh. and do good for our community, volunteer, give back, and I was uh-huh. an Eagle Scout, so I learned oh, some yeah. of that, um, then I probably won't amount to anything. Um, also, it was in college because that was during the Vietnam War, and I had a student deferment for mm-hmm. the four years that I was there. And then when I graduated, the war had just ended. Um, but... I want to talk about the mission of Freedom for You and all the great stuff that your organization does. Okay, sure. So, as I said earlier, it's kind of to help focus kids on a healthy direction for them. And, you know, I, in counseling, I work with a lot of uh, kids that get in trouble. You know, they're, they're doing drugs or they're doing some kind of oppositional behavior or they're very skilled at faking their parents out. They don't know what they're doing having, or, or they're depressed or something serious. Uh, psychologically, and then uh, a few years ago, I started uh, we started this leadership group of kids that would help peer mentor younger kids, like middle school kids, and assemblies and interactions, and uh, and do service. And then I started interviewing these kids, and I I found I go well, why don't you go to the parties on the weekends? You're like class president, everybody likes you, you know. You're and what do you? Why don't, everybody's going and they're all drinking and you know and they, and and then the, I also said uh, you know what do you do to relax yourself instead of drink or smoke marijuana. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what do you do for fun? And how do you deal with being left out? So I started interviewing them. And what I found, the consistent theme I was hearing in all of them, is they had something in their life that they were excited about in the future that they wanted to do, and they didn't want to sidetrack their life. So I saw that they uh, had a passion already. They kind of found their purpose. They found what they're kind of here for, what their life's about. So then that kind of short-circuited our our attempted approach with a lot of kids. So rather than sit there and argue with them for six years why they shouldn't do marijuana and why they shouldn't sneak around and do all this, you know, semi-criminal behavior, we could just help them find their direction. Like, what do you really want to do with your life? You know, and get them through conversation, through interview, through surveys uh, to figure that out. And then we would, and if a kid said, well, I want to, you know, I want to, this one boy, I want to videotape skateboarders. I go, really? I said, okay. There's people that do that. Let's find ones. We found to go to the skate park. We found a guy there. And when this kid was focusing on videotaping skateboarders, he didn't want to go to the party. He found what he wanted to do. And we'd have them, we'd, so we'd hook kids up with different people to go <clears throat> shadow, 
visit their business. Maybe they want to be a financial advisor or something. And then maybe they go there and they realize, oh, I don't want to do this. Just, well, okay, fine. Let's try to find what you do want to do. So we kind of just started guiding them that way. And it, it changed a lot of their behavior. It changed a lot of what they're doing. So that's kind of what we're doing. <clears throat> the other thing I discovered, so I, all my ideas, everything I'm doing, because we're trying to reach the youth culture, and I consider them a subculture. They're like an underground river, and you kind of see which ways they're going. And every two years it kind of changes. Mm-hmm. And so I interview kids, try to hear what's in their heart, what's in their, you know, in their minds. Like, what do you think about this? Or what's going on with it? And I go, really? And I'm like, I think I never would have thought of that. I go, that's what you guys, that you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Because this, because that, they put it all together. I go, well, let's get your friends and let's brainstorm around that. And, but I, I saw that they really care about the community, you know, because everybody says the younger millennials or whatever they're called when they're teenagers now is, uh, you know, the me generation or self-centered and, you know, which is, you know, probably true. But at the same time, they really care about causes. They care about community. They care about, <clears throat> obviously, environment and different things. Mm-hmm. So as we took kids to do service activities, I saw them, the passion in them and the, and the realization they were having. Like this, we were driving. We go to the rescue mission. I have a friend, a guy I worked with, runs the rescue mission in Long Beach. So we go there, work in the kitchen, and we sit and interview, talk with the residents who used to be on the streets, three months off the streets, five months off the streets, and they, and they were out there for a long time being homeless. And their stories are unbelievable, and they impact us. And uh, I saw how it changes them. The kids are like, this is so incredible. We go to the uh, Port of L.A. Boys and Girls Club, but we particularly pick this one site that has kids who live in the housing projects. And so we do things with the middle school kids there, interact and all. But everybody says, oh, it's so great you're helping all these people, but I'm really doing it for us because when you give – when you help, it changes you, and you feel joy, satisfaction by helping someone. Mm-hmm. So I saw that common thread running in the kid, young kids. So we've now we're doing a lot of service activities, taking kids, and uh, it's changing them, and it's keep helping them find their their purpose, their meaning in life. And you have something coming up on Wednesday. Um, it's a service activity to the Boys and Girls Club, and it's all about making a positive impact in someone's life. Yeah, and that that's part of it. So we. They'll give me a bunch of middle school kids in the in the gym, and then we sit and play games. But then we sit and talk about life. We have little boys groups and girls groups, and I have teenagers lead the groups with these younger kids, boys groups and girls. And then they they have a sheet of paper questions about how to deal with stress, what this and that. But the stories from the kids are what they're going through is totally different than what someone in the South Bay is going through. Mm-hmm. You know, their dad got arrested, or someone got stabbed, or someone got deported, or someone's a meth addict. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and they kind of share together, and they really bond. It's just a really great human interaction. So I think that, for me, in terms of service, the real thing that impacts young people the most is the human connection with another person. You know, that they, they're interacting and they're uh, connecting with them, and it really helps focus on. They realize they're, they feel grateful for their life. They realize they're part of a bigger picture. It's not all about them. It opens up their heart to care about other people in case they're not in that mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really changes them quicker. It's the same as finding their direction, finding their, their passion, their purpose. You know, it stabilizes them and puts them in a good focus. When I was in high school, I was kind of nerdy looking, although some people may say it's, you know, I still look that way today. But um, I was always the subject of bullies. Fortunately, I was on the track team, so I could always outrun them. Um, uh-huh. I mentioned technology already a few times. Nowadays, it's cyberbullying. Yeah. Um, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, well, it's a reality. We've been talking about it for a lot of years in the culture, but it's a reality. And part of the difficulty is that uh, kids are young, 
and they're sensitive. So they're not able to deal with uh, criticism or being, you know, even if in person someone calls someone a name or makes fun of them, and all that still goes on as much as we're trying to desensitize everybody and make them all, uh, you know, care about each other and everything. Uh, so cyberbullying really happens. And uh, they pass a law in California to school people, people working at school can intervene. If someone shows something on a phone that someone said this about a kid or made fun of or started a page, they're all going to ridicule someone. Mm-hmm. They can call that kid in the office and they can, they can deal with it disciplinary-wise, even though it had nothing to do on the school campus, just to try to prevent that. And they're, they're really, really on top of that. But it, it's a reality out there. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the People on the Healthy Life Radio Network. It's Powell to the People. For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now this same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcast encoders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. EarthChannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget, web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live EarthCast right now. So come to EarthChannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call EarthChannel.com at 1-800-849-8978. That's 1-800-849-8978. Constant Contact and your small business make a perfect fit for marketing. They give you what you need to succeed. Fast and easy email marketing at your fingertips. Visit the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on Constant Contact to start your marketing. Love with Food delivers healthy, natural, organic, or gluten-free snacks every month right to your door. Whether you want a home or business box, Love with Food has got you covered. Membership starts at $9.99 a month. Imagine junk-free food delivered every month. And the best thing is that for every box you buy, Love With Food donates to food banks in America. To find out more, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click the Love With Food banner. And do it right now. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Welcome back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Wayne Powell here, and I'm with Dr. Greg Allen of Family Counseling, Inc., and founder and director of Freedom For You, and, of course, Amy as well. Um, So, um, you know, there's so many great things that Freedom For You does, but one of the things is as an alternative to, you know, the undesirable um, behaviors, um, you promote art, music, and volunteerism. And I know you have The Future Is Now, um, workshop that's coming up for parents and children. Talk about that. Yeah, that's a little bit I was mentioning before, that uh, 
I, I just saw after many years of doing parent talks, you know, and coming, we have a great night, you know, and, and whatever, Redondo, Hermosa, Manhattan, Palos Verdes. And then I come back, you know, next semester, six months later, and we do it again, and then we, and we do it again. Six months later, I'm like, and I'm asking some of the PTA ladies, and I go, do you think anything's really changed, like in our in our culture, in our, in our community, you know, in terms of how people are running their lives, living their lives, or are we just having these great evenings? And I think uh, learning-wise, I think a lot of learning doesn't happen necessarily. It's been proven in research by a one-hour talk, as powerful as it is, as incredible as it is for that experience. And so, as I said before, I, I, I realized that the, the target is, is, this is my new uh, revelation here in the last couple of years, trying to figure out how to help people and how to help families is the, the, the family connection is the most important thing, the parent and the kid relationship. But the, so, the, so I started doing these workshops. The future is now, I like, mm -hmm. copy that expression from my dad. My mom all said he should have patented that. He blew that one. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, to... Uh, Get the parents to slow down. Every parent that I've seen that's had a troubled family situation and then they've gone into some kind of treatment program or because I've worked as a, I, I helped start the Thelma McMillan Center at Torrance Memorial, kind of set up the program for the youth program and I was director there for seven years for the adult and the adolescent outpatient treatment. Same thing at UCLA. I ran the outpatient substance abuse programs for a number of years and I set up a youth program there because um, my heart is for the, the youth. And I see people progress and kids from doing all kinds of drugs and, and everybody hates each other in the family. Nobody's getting along. And they go through this all this curriculum, groups, education, support over months, like many times a week, and they change and they get healthy. And at the end, they're happy together and they're unified and the kids are not doing drugs and the parents are close and everybody's smiling and they're all like, you know, really healthy. And you look at what what, what the curriculum is for that that helps them to get healthy, right? And then the other side of it, and I hope everybody's following me here, the other side is they do we do parent ed, like in the communities, right? And so ideally when you're talking to young parents, you know, like elementary school parents, you're telling this is a good way to be a parent for your family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, do A, B, and C. Well, what we're telling those parents then at the early ages when the kids don't have problems, they're just regular parent night, is really the same kind of theoretical thing that we're telling these, these treatment families with like wild teenagers that are disconnected. And uh, when you ask someone at the end of it, like after they've gone through this process of change and gotten healthy, what I hear, the same thing and all the people say, and especially the males, because usually males are not very communicative or connected to their kids, who the moms are. Mm -hmm. They said, I learned to listen. I said, I'm like, wow. When the people enter getting help or most parents now, because I do these parent talks every week, I'm doing one now, one of these workshops at a, at a school, and uh, the last thing a parent is thinking is, I need to listen to my kid. They think my kid doesn't listen to me. I got to get my kid to listen to me. Can you help me to get my kid to listen to me? That's what they're asking, yeah. right? So the, that's the transformation that has to take. And that's a lot for the parent to slow down. But in this 90-minute this workshop I've been doing, it happens in 90 minutes because they give them like just three phases of exercises and communication, things to do together, that they learn to value their kid's it's not that the kid's going to run the show, because that's the parent's fear. They're going to run the, if I listen to my kid, I'll be doing what he wants. But they learn to value their kids' thoughts, minds, hearts, opinions, views. They're just another person. They may value another adult's viewpoints or someone they respect, but moving that down to your children, because usually we're so stressed out, running around being busy, we're not necessarily wanting to listen to our kids' ideas or impressions or solutions. We're just telling them what to do. 
and they're just better following instructions the way we're thinking. So this transformation needs to happen to the families to be healthy. The parents kind of connect in with their kids, and the kids also then need to have a voice and stop just, you know, following instructions and start, what do you think? And begin to think for themselves and begin to go deeper in themselves and come up with, well, what are, what are your thoughts? What's your feelings? What do you th- think is the solution to this thing in your life? So they kind of grow that way, too. They're not just, you know, like a robot following instructions. And that teaches them one day to be, like you did, self-sufficient one day, that, you know, when they get through college, they can actually function on their own and be independent or actually move out of the home one day and go to college versus they can't handle, you know, decision-making on their own. Well, my dad was very... Uh a very dominant person. He was an engineer. Of course, he wanted me and my sister both to be engineers. Um, my mom and my dad were, um, you know, just extreme opposites, you know, left brain, right brain. My sister was an artistic um, type, creative person. I was the logical, mathematical. And But my dad made us take um, calculus and chemistry and physics. And mm. I loved it. Uh-huh. Um, and ultimately, I became a, a CFO, you know, the, the, the dollar and cents use of numbers as opposed to, you know, the mathematical calculations. But I remember when I was learning to drive and my dad would constantly say, oh, you're stupid and that's dumb and whatever. He's like, I want to drive with my mom. I don't want to have anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, two doors down from where we lived, was the principal of, uh, uh, you know, back then Rolling Hills High School. And um, he was more of my role model than Mm -hmm. my dad. But, you know, they say that even adults, when they're talking with each other, sometimes um, someone's, um, rather than listening to what the person is saying and emphasize, um, you know, having empathy or trying to relate, they're too busy thinking about how they're going to respond. Right, right. Yeah, and you mentioned technology a few times. It's it's sped up our lives a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, the world is faster, you know, in terms of our pace of life and our attention spans. But it's also created, everybody knows all this, a disconnect in our relationships. So even though people can connect online and you can find your own high school friends there, <laughs> you know, on social media, it's also, ultimately, it's more of a disconnect. And then... It's not a regular human connection. Unfortunately, we're still humans. We have technology, mm-hmm. so we need a human connection in terms of sharing feelings, ideas, thoughts to to really feel uh, satisfied in life or uh, valued, you know, that life's meaningful. Well, also, if you're having conflict or issues with somebody and, you know, they say instead of emailing or texting or using social media, either pick up the phone or, better yet, you know, face-to-face, talk with somebody that's a lot more effective um, and maybe even more efficient as well than, you know, using technology. Yeah, people will probably be a, a lot nicer in person than they are maybe, you know, through technology in terms of what they're saying or resolving things. Or I learned early on when I'm angry and I want to send out an email um, to save it as a draft and then come back to it after I've cooled off, and then it's like, oh, gosh, I didn't (laughs) believe I was going to say that or say it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, for young people, the social media is a real uh, challenge to their uh, self-esteem, their value, because a lot of it's based on how many people like them or follow them or respond to what they're doing. Because you see what everybody posts, they only 
And usually people don't post that they're depressed or they got a bad grade in their test or something or that their parents are fighting all the time or having drinking problems. <laughs> everything's happy, everything's great. And so somehow people get fooled by that and think that that person's having a perfect life and they compare it with their own. They feel like their life is terrible. So it leads to like depression, which uh, kind of shouldn't be that way. We need to get our values and our meaningfulness from something that's not, you know, necessarily technology or external. And in the workplace, with technology, you're on a 24-7 leash, mm-hmm. which before, you know, um, iPads, I- iPhones, um, you know, you name it, um, things are a lot more simplistic. Sometimes it may be, um, you know, technology is helpful, but other times, um, you know, it creates more problems. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the People on the Healthy Life Radio Network. secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. If you're in Southern California, you might want to consider HealthyLife.net Radio for advertising. We have 18 hosts that have shows with loyal listeners just in Southern California. That means you get local advertising and the world for the same affordable price. With packages for every budget, you can't afford not to let that economic sun shine in for your business. Call now, 1-800-555-5453. That's 1-800-555-5453. When you need quality auto parts, Auto Parts Warehouse is fast and easy. Always get the part that fits. Just enter your vehicle type to find the parts specific to your car. Auto body parts, mirrors, brakes, suspension and steering, engines and drivetrains. Need something yet? What about exterior and interior accessories or headlights? Auto Parts Warehouse has them. Top brands, great prices. Visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Auto Parts Warehouse. Dwayne Johnson here. The earthquakes you see in movies are one thing, but real life is a completely different animal. Just because you can't predict an earthquake doesn't mean that you can't prepare for one. In the event of a real earthquake, you should drop, cover, and hold off. Visit ready.gov slash earthquake and practice what to do to keep you and your family safe in the event of a real earthquake. And you'll be seen as a hero by your family and your loved ones. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. All positive talk with a mature edge. HealthyLife.net Welcome back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Wayne Powell here, and I'm with Dr. Greg Allen of Family Counseling, Inc., and founder and director of Freedom for You, and of course he's brought along Amy as well. Um, first of all, I want to mention just a couple of websites. I'd be remiss if I didn't. Um, for Greg, it's dr as in Dr. Greg Allen dot com, and then um, I have to ask why Freedom for You is not Freedom for You dot com, but it's Freedom Community Freedom Community dot com. 
So um, I have a funny answer to that. Sure. We tried to get freedom for you, and it was uh, it was some guy with pictures of him and his baby. Um, <laughs> have that already, that domain. Ah. And we said, hey, we're doing this youth organization. Can we, can we have it? And he said, no, we can't have it. I go, come on, really? <laughs> and so we didn't get it. So, But I think freedom community is good because I think it's uh, the community word is really significant to what we need to improve and work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wanted WaynePowell.com, but somebody had that. And so I have WaynePowell.net. Um, but sometimes people forget that it's .net and not .com. Just like for my radio show, um, for me personally, um, I have Powell to the people dot net because some Australian broadcaster oh. <laughs> um, has Powell to the people dot com. Um, well, you have a very important fundraiser that's coming up um, on. Um, uh, I had it here. Um, oh, yeah, Thursday, April twenty third. Um, it's called Releasing Youth into Purpose. Talk mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, that that slogan is our uh, mission, Releasing Youth. And someone told me they, when they read that, they thought we were working with in, um, incarcerated kids who were letting them out of jail or something. Mm. That's like a joke. Mm-hmm. Not, fun, not funny, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, releasing yeah. youth. So, but we're, yeah. we're, the re- idea of releasing it, and the people were like, why would you want to release the youth? They need to be controlled and contained. That's the last thing we need to do is release them. Mm-hmm. But the idea of releasing is releasing their talent, their creativity, their passion, and helping them find their, their direction with themselves. So, And then we, we combine that with into purpose, like as I mentioned earlier, just helping them find their direction. So... This is our annual fundraiser event. It's our big event. We're going to Jackie Slater of the Rams is going to come, oh. and uh, we're, we might have some other ex, ex-pro athletes come. And uh, this helps to fund uh, a lot of the school work we're doing. We have uh, counselors in the, coming up on 28 public schools, elementary, middle, high schools, uh, Manhattan Beach, you know, middle school, high school, Redondo. We're in like 10 schools there. We have been at Hermosa currently, not now, Palos Verdes we are, and then also, we've expanded down to L.A. Harbor area, so we're doing after-school programs in San Pedro and Wilmington, and we're even doing service things in Long Beach, too. So this will help support uh, these counselors working with these schools. And the, the schools identify the kids that need help, that are at risk because they're having struggles, problems, family problems. So we're teaching them coping life skills, just practical ways to deal with themselves, their emotions, their mind, their relationships, and, uh, and try to go forward to get through whatever they're going through. So it, they're not just a uh, minimal thing. It's, it's the, the school identifies the kids that really need help, and so this fundraiser really helps support that. You're bringing back memories. I remember the fearsome foursome. Yeah. And I, somewhere I have an autographed football. Um, it's autographed by Roman Gabriel, who was oh, yeah. the quarterback yeah. of the Rams back yeah. then. Yeah, my sister has three boys, and the first one's named Roman, and the second one's named Deacon, and the third one is Anton Lamar. From Marlindy. But I actually saw Rosie Greer about a month ago. So he's still hanging in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Merlin Wilson's gone and Deacon's gone. For years, Deacon came to our fundraiser with a lot of NFL guys. But Rosie's still hanging in there. He's, he's doing good. But I think yeah. I have a li- old license plate for him. I mean, I know I do somewhere. Oh, yeah? That is Merlin Olson's um, when you owned the franchise. It was like a, um, I can't remember the brand, maybe a Volkswagen or something. Oh, right, right, right. And FDD Flores commercials, too, right? And that, too, yeah. Father Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he also was involved um, with announcing the Rose Parades sure. yeah. way back then. Um, you have something that's called 2020 Vision for the Year 2020. Talk about that. Yeah, I'd uh, been asked to write columns. So lately I've been uh, writing and uh, realizing that I kind of enjoy it. And so writing columns in like the uh, Easy Reader or local magazines. 
And so in uh, early December, I had to write an article, and then um, this, this idea came to me the next year is 2020, and that's considered, it's not perfect vision, but it's considered, I looked it up, high acuity, really good vision, 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I go, you know, nobody has said, I've written anything about 2020, and that it's tied into vision. You know, and I kept telling my wife, Nobody's, there's no one anywhere. I go watch everybody, like, look at now. Everybody's always talking about 2020 vision, every, giving talks and this and that. So anyway, I was ahead of the, head of the curve there. Thank you. But, um, so I, but uh, in terms of vision, vision for your life, vision for your family, and then I, I wrote this piece that uh, we need to stop, slow down, get away from everybody for a while, get with a pad of paper, and there's some questions I wrote that they could answer. And if I can remember them now, something like, what's most important to you in your life? Who is most important to your life? What matters the most to you? And, uh, you know, what could you do about it? How could you integrate that more into your life? Just to get people more in touch with, like, their heart, like what's really, really important in life versus, you know, like we are saying, getting caught up with how people think about me or getting caught up with achievement or getting caught up with success, whether you're, you know, a teenager or an adult. Because ultimately, that's not going to bring you real joy. But people at the end of their life are not, you know, you've heard this many times, at least mm-hmm. I have. They're not saying, I wish I earned more money. They're saying, I wish I spent more time with the people I love. Yeah. So stopping, slowing, and getting that vision for your life is like, what's really most important to you? And can you, you know, stop and just reflect on that? And what I wrote is just uh, listen. So we were talking about the value of listening to each other, a parent listening to their kids' heart, ideas, vice versa, but can you listen to yourself? Can you listen in your heart? And sometimes there's such confusion inside of us, all we hear is like radio static because there's so many stations going on. But as you practice listening and quiet and maybe you have a little music on that's relaxing or something, um, you begin to hear like a deeper voice inside of yourself that's a little more grounded, a little more uh, wise, a little more uh, peaceful. <clears throat> and uh, it, that voice sometimes will happen when there's a crisis, like someone's in the hospital or something going on, and then you realize, wow, I've been off track. I shouldn't have been doing this. this you know, what am I doing? I got to slow down, or you know, something happens in life. We have an injury, or, or or whatever. Someone gets fired, or something, and we're forced to listen. We're forced to stop and reflect, and like a retreat kind of thing. And so the idea of a retreat is really good. That you to get away from distraction, and it re, kind of resets your brain, because you kind of, like the idea of vacation is vacating your mind from all the stuff you're doing, and you go away, and it kind of reboots your brain in a fresh new way. So this idea was just, you know, stop and just be alone for a while, and just kind of listen. And then over time, as you journal what you hear, you'll see like a, a kind of consistent theme coming out. And you're, it won't be so much negative stuff because ultimately when you start journaling, a lot of negativity comes out. Things we're worried about, things we're afraid about. And then like a more positive flow starts to happen. So listening to our heart, listening to our whatever you want to call it, our soul, our spirit, and then and then writing that down, you'll see you, you can re, then hopefully redirect your life a little bit. It might reset you in a healthier direction, a more, uh, you know, a positive direction and a better better way to go versus just getting caught up with all the external stuff happening. Well, you had mentioned getting fired, and I remember when um, your dad, George Allen um, Sr., got fired, and George Allen Jr. and a bunch of us kids from high school, protested and then the players were very upset 
and then he got hired back, mm-hmm. and then only to be fired later, and then mm-hmm. ultimately going to the Redskins. Um, but um, I actually met him. He was a great motivator, um, and he got people um, who played for him, George Allen Sr., um, motivated to perform at their highest level. On that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the People on the Healthy Life Radio Network. Millions of Americans are without access to dental benefits, especially because of the high market demand for quality and affordable dental care in America. Now, here comes DentalPlans.com. It's the leading online resource for discount dental plans and an alternative to dental insurance for families and individuals. Just visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on DentalPlans.com now and find your affordable dental care in America. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff, the Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. I'm Carol King. The opportunity to study music is one of the most valuable things we can give our young people. Music is a positive outlet for creative expression. It reinforces teamwork, communication, self-discipline, and focus, all skills that will benefit them in every aspect of their lives. If your school has a music program, Encourage your child to use it. If it doesn't, work with others in your community and do whatever it takes to get one. I know how much my music programs and music teachers meant to me when I was growing up. Leave your kids a note for the future. Support music programs and music teachers in your school and community. A public service announcement brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education and this station. Music part of a sound education. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Wayne Powell here, and I'm with Dr. Greg Allen of Family Counseling, Inc., as an incorporated, not I-N-K, and founder and director of Freedom For You. I just thought about that. And now I'm going to put Amy on the spot. Um, how, what got you involved with Freedom For You and this whole concept of, you know, keeping um, youth on the straight and narrow? Yeah, well, I've been on board for two months now. Like, today is literally the two-month mark. Um, and I'm the community coordinator, so I'm just kind of going around just 
right now I'm kind of like observation phase, you know, seeing the whole breadth of what we do as organization. And I just, I just enjoy seeing the kids in all these different environments, so like taking them to the Long Beach Rescue Mission, seeing them interact with their parents, like we said about the parent-child workshops, and they go in all like gloomy, not wanting to do it, and they come out like both parties laughing and having fun. Um, so you see them have that part of life, like just parent-kid and service, and they all enjoy it. They come to life too, and then you see the kids um, and focus groups, and they're growing so much there. So I see it as, like, a beautiful way of helping them form their worldview, mm-hmm. you know, in a healthy way, you know, because we give them time and space to do all these things in different environments. And I remember being an Eagle Scout. It was always about community service, mm-hmm. you know, giving back to the community. And I remember my mom as a teacher telling me she was an English teacher and a reading specialist, and she would say, I don't teach you anything. My job is to motivate you. It's all on you to, you know, do your homework um, and, um, you know, put the time in and want to do, you know, um, a great job. Um, And also, it's the after, you know, you'll go to college, you'll do well, and you'll have some great professors, maybe some not so great. um, But it's all preparing you for what you're going to do the rest of your life. And that's what matters. And um, but she also um, stimulated, you know, giving back to the community. Um, there are lots of people that are less fortunate, and um, you know, you need to help those people. And then your um, friends that sometimes may be having difficulties um, or family issues. Mm-hmm. Um, not not as a professional psychologist, but you know, just as a member of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It adds a lot of meaning to life to be able to help other people. You realize uh, you're grateful for what you have then when you go through that process. And that's what you do, a lot of workshops um, and, um, um, you know, to strengthen families together, to improve trust and relationship skills and managing family stress. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the need is there and the culture just keeps uh, uh, speeding up and then the rela- there's a fragmentation in relationships. There's a fragmentation of community also. Like not all the kids don't have grandparents around. So the grandparents traditionally can provide a real stability to kids because they're relaxed. Parents are usually stressed out working and running the house. Parents are like, don't eat candy. And grandparents are like, here, have as much as you want. <laughs> so, uh, that, or aunts and uncles because people are moving around a lot. So there's a fragmentation personally, relationally, and then even, you know, between ourselves. Like, I mean, L.A. is kind of unique in the sense that everybody's a little more, I think, individualistic. And some communities is different. Uh, it's not a stereotype for everything. But a lot of people don't even talk to their neighbor. They don't get to know their neighbors, and they may not even care to get to know them. They just go to work. They go on. They just go in and out of their houses. So that's not everywhere, but it's like that. Versus you go around the country, different places, people, strangers talk to each other, they greet each other, they make eye contact, they're, they're friendly with each other. So uh, so we have to really work hard to to create community in our lives, you know, close relationships, friends, uh, people we care about, and then within our family, not get fragmented and separated by whether it's technology or stress or schedules, you know. There's one thing that's... You know, we talk about inequality in the world from many different types of inequality that there, that does exist. But the one thing that there's equality about is time. We're all given the same amount of time. The mm-hmm. same person in Africa, 
or wherever has the same amount of time as us. So, and we have control of our time. Yes, you may have a boss, then you got to go to work. We have expectations on us, but we have control of our free time, and, and so we need to realize that and take take advantage of it, of our waking hours, mm-hmm. you know, and to be fruitful with it. My second term as mayor, and I was on the Santa float, you know, during the holiday oh, yeah. season, and Santa called in sick. <laughs> so myself and one of my city council colleagues said, well, one of us is going to have to be Santa, and they had the outfit. <laughs> and he said, well, I can't be Santa because I'm only five two. I said, well, I can't be Santa because I'm too skinny. We flipped a coin. I lost. I was Santa. So, of course, the kids were um, asking for, I said, so what do you want for the holidays? And they would talk about various um, uh-huh. video games I'd never heard of or uh-huh. toys that I'd never heard of. And I was saying, I just can't wait for this evening to be over. Or one kid tugged on my fake beard and said, you're not Santa. You're too skinny. But the one thing was this one kid, and I said, what would you like for the holidays? And the kid said, I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. Actually, the one thing I want is, it was a youngster, he said, my parents are fighting and they're not together and they're getting something called a um, divorce. And, you know, I paused and I didn't, I said, well, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason, um, but I'm sure in the end things will work out well. Um, so now what do you want? <laughs> like a, a toy or whatever. Um, and that was the most um, difficult one. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of, a lot of divorce because they're going through a lot of change. Where the, one of the schools, they said they want us to uh, do a group uh, a group for the kids that are dealing with uh, grief. So I said, okay, I was emailing with the assistant principal. What well, what kind of grief is it? Are parents someone passing away, or is it you know cancer, or is it a divorce? And they said, or they've moved from somewhere else, but it said all of that. The kids are really dealing with a lot of loss and struggle. So anyway, that's that's just another, you know, challenge that's out there for kids to kind of cope with. Mm-hmm. You know. and there's a number of great organizations that deal with, um, you know, youth that their mm-hmm. parents have either um, succumbed to cancer yeah. or yeah. are going through chemotherapy. Right, the wellness community is wonderful. Yeah. yeah, and they also mentor kids. Yeah. Um, you know, it's no small wonder that I didn't wind up, you talked about incarceration uh-huh. in prison, because early on when, you know, I was kind of like the Dennis the Menace, for those of you that can remember um, that uh-huh. cartoon or that person, um, you know, I think I would have been voted most likely not to succeed. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't have someone like Freedom for You yeah. or, um, you know, the service, uh, professional services, um, and somehow things um, worked out well, um, but it's great that you know someone can come to you if they're having a problem with peers, or you know they're not communicating or mm-hmm. relating well with their parents, or vice versa. Yeah. So unfortunately, we're just about out of time. We'll be right back to wrap things up. You're listening to Powell to the People on the Healthy Life Radio Network. See straight and save. These days, everyone seems to see things differently. But from your eyes, you can see straight and save. Right now, get glasses online at 70% off at Glasses USA. There's a 100% guarantee, too, on top brand men, women, multifocal, and even prescription sunglasses. 
Visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Glasses USA, and you will see straight and save. If you're like the 8 out of 10 women that say finding genes that fit is a problem, well, your problem is solved. Lee Genes has done extensive research, and they have genes that fit. There's even an online Lee Fit Finder so you can find the right fit for you. Imagine jeans that instantly slim you with a custom fit and no gap waistband. And guys, kids, Lee has jeans for you too. Click through to Lee's jeans on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and get what fits. Okay, okay, you're stressed. You need a little R&R. Wouldn't going to a spa help? There's all kinds of spas too. Destination spas, medical spas, day spas, even dental and mobile spas. Where do you find the right spa at the right price? Oh, no, more stress? Well, not anymore. Visit SpaFinders.com. At SpaFinders.com, you'll find everything you need to know about spas from around the world. So de-stress. Click on SpaFinders.com right on our homepage. Ah, I'm feeling relaxed already. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back to Powell to the People. That's all the time we have. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Greg Allen, and of course, Amy. Um, This has been very informative. I want to thank you for listening to Powell to the People. And always remember, power is the ability to do good things for others and to make your community and the world a better place. This is Wayne Powell sending you positive thoughts and good wishes. Have a great week. We'll see you back next Monday, same time, same place. Until then, bye for now. Powell, it's Powell to the people. You're listening to Wayne Powell on Powell to the people. It's Powell, Powell to the people. You're listening to Wayne Powell on Powell to the people.